I'm James Briarton in Charlotte, and welcome to an all-new live edition of the Carolina Weather Group. This week, we are talking about record-breaking cold temperatures in the Carolinas. Plus, we'll take you inside the science of earthquakes in the Carolinas. And yes, the much-anticipated Twister sequel. Could it be coming to a theater near you soon? The answer on this week's Carolina Weather Group. And it's Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. You're taking a live look at Asheville, North Carolina, the epicenter of this record-breaking cold weather we are experiencing here in the Carolinas. We'll get to the science of earthquakes and the news about the Twister sequel coming up on this special live edition of the Carolina Weather Group. I'm James Briarton in Charlotte, joined by Scotty Powell in Morganton, North Carolina. And we've got Frank Strait in Columbia, South Carolina. And of course... You at home are joining us as well. If you're watching us tonight on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Megaphone, I don't know, whatever you've got live, join the conversation by commenting. That, no, Megaphone's not a thing, Scotty. I'm into I was going to say, what, what is that, a new one that I've not heard of? <laughs> <laughs> and if you're listening on our audio podcast, hello to you as well. We appreciate you very much. So, uh, gentlemen, let's start with the elephant in the room. It's currently 49 degrees here in Charlotte, which is warm compared to where we have been taking a look at those record-breaking cold temperatures across the carolinas over the course of the last 24 hours i feel like this lies to me slightly because i know we got down to 30 here in charlotte which was the fifth earliest freeze on record in charlotte and this is 36 so i think that's lying to me but if we take the gist we got down into the 20s in places how cold did it get in morganton scotty yeah, so actually, we, we wasn't as cold as you all in Charlotte. We got to 31. Really? Yeah, 31. I think it's because we had a little bit of a downsloping breeze, so that kind of helped keep things Same. relatively warmer, but uh, still enough to uh, have a killing freeze. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. cold. I'm not a fan of it. So it's a big shock to not. the system. No, no. actually, no. I should have had this ready. Somewhere on Twitter, you, you posted a picture yeah. of how much you are not a fan of this um yeah here you are yeah, there it is oh so very unpleased yeah. at the cold yeah. weather i'm Frank, blaming Br- co- i'm blaming, blaming Brittany, Brittany for it I mean, yeah it's her fault that's fair that's yeah, fair um frank are you a cold weather kind of guy no i had enough of that junk when i lived <laughs> up in pennsylvania. pennsylvania so you came south like all those other northerners <laughs> Like smart uh, people, yeah. Like smart people. So twenty-eight degrees was new record low in Rock Hill, huh? Yes, my beloved hometown. Twenty-eight at the Rock Hill York County Airport this morning. Whew. That's cold. Chilly. That's cold. It's chilly. Myrtle Beach thirty-seven. Right. Columbia thirty-three. Florence thirty-two. Just to read some of these off to you, and and guys, I know here in Charlotte, it was the fifth earliest freeze on record matter of fact if we take a look at this tweet from brad panovich which went out before the event you can see we've knocked off 1948 and uh, we've replaced it with with today and uh, not only did we set a record low for today but really really is if you're thinking boy it feels like the leaves turned early and it feels like the cold got here early it's because it did Mm -hmm. it totally did it's um I was up um, in the mountains over the weekend. Beautiful, beautiful uh, fall foliage. Uh, probably the best I've seen in a long time. And I think that's because um, we haven't had those big cold fronts that move through, Frank, that creates all the big windstorms that the mountains normally see by 
this time of the year and uh, it's actually mm-hmm. a perfect time to get up there uh, and see the see the leaves uh, before they are blown off. Uh, unfortunately, if you're grandfather mountain height and, and taller, you're past peak. But if you're in Boone, Blowing Rock, perfect, perfect weekend to go up there and view the leaves. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't have to drive as far if I want to go this weekend. No, nah, I mean, the leaves are changing here in the foothills, too. So, I mean, you don't have to go relatively far. You know, it's a nice little hike out to South Mountain State Park. Perfect. It is. That is a nice hike. I agree. It is. Oh. I agree. Um, yeah, we were going to go up this past weekend and all of the pictures of just the parking lot that was the Blue Ridge scared us away, which maybe is <laughs> not a good excuse, but that's what happened. It wasn't it was wasn't too bad. So I got on the parkway uh, between Blowing Rock and Boone there on 321 and that takes you out to the viaduct. Uh, so Price's Park, like uh, if you guys remember, if you followed us, remember back in the summertime last year when yeah. uh, the dam, the lake was like all dried up. Uh, well, it's refilled now. There's water back there. But that was a big popular area uh, where traffic was really jammed up. And then going across the viaduct was also a really jammed up area. But in between, it wasn't too bad. I mean, there was a lot of people out there. But That's it a wasn't like, just, yeah, yeah, it just wasn't like standstill. I mean, once you got to the viaduct, everybody was like slowing down and, and taking pictures and stuff. But it wasn't a bad ride. So, yeah. Let's take a look at overnight temperatures, what you can expect if you're watching with us live tonight on this Wednesday night. Uh, In North Carolina, we're expecting to get back down to 32 here in Charlotte, 28 in Boone, 32 in Raleigh, 34 in New Bern. Uh, Wilmington might be the warmest at at a, a balmy 36. This is for the Thursday morning temperature in South Carolina. Uh, here's what those numbers are going to look like. 33 in Columbia, 32 in Rock Hill and Myrtle Beach, 43. So, I mean, it's true what they say, right? Being close to that water does help. Same thing with Charleston, 44 in Hilton Head and 31 in Anderson, Greenville, Spartanburg and the like. I mean, I guess the good news here is if this is not your cup of tea, then there is some relief, relatively speaking, speaking, seasonally speaking, on the way, right? You take a look at Brad Panovich's WCNC graphic here, looking at Tuesday through the weekend, we kind of nosedive on the, we bottom out on those low overnight temperatures. And then we're back up to overnight lows in the 40s near 50s, at least here in the Piedmont area by the time we get to this weekend. So we'll get a little bit of rebound, maybe a little bit 70 degree weather again, which I mean, if I could just get that year round, that'd be great. Yeah, it, it seems like when you get that first frost freeze, about a three or four days later, it's back into the 70s or mid-70s. So it just kind of always winter. pins out that way. Yeah, fake winter. It's just a little first taste. Yeah, a little taste of everyone, and then it, it warms back up. So uh, Where's the you are here map? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the meme is coming. Yeah, yeah. We forgot that. We got to get that meme in place. But yeah, yeah, yeah down down near freezing uh, this morning and and tonight over a lot of South Carolina. But uh, by Friday, most places are approaching seventy, and just about South the whole Coast. state will be in the seventies both days this weekend. I know North Carolina still has their state fair going on. I don't know about South Carolina. So. Um, good question. It's going on now. I don't know when it ends. I'm guessing Sunday. Yeah, because we always have to have one Gamecock football game during the during state fair <laughs> to make it very difficult to find a place to park. Yeah. For those not familiar, South Carolina State Fairgrounds are right next to williams Bryce Stadium. It's where you normally park if you're going to a Gamecock football game where a lot of people park, not everybody. And so okay. parking becomes at a major premium when the state fair is going on and that Gamecock football is in town. Yeah, it's a gorgeous night tonight in Columbia. Very clear. So it is a good night if you maybe do have a backyard fire pit. 
Uh, let's see. We had asked uh, folks uh, watching live with us where their favorite places to see the leaves are. Is this Palmetto Nana? Am I reading that right? My usual place to see fall leaves is Gatlinburg, but next week will be Blowing Rock. So, I mean, Gatlinburg's a good answer. I guess it doesn't have to be in the Carolinas, but Blowing Rock, of course, is is gorgeous as well, too. Um, here's a live look at Blowing Rock tonight. And, oh, I think the camera's really zoomed in on something. <laughs> no much to see. No flurries <laughs> like last night. Yeah, no, right? Flurries. Yeah. I know our friend NC uh, NCTN High Country Weather uh uh great 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 follow on twitter if you don't follow him uh you need to because he gives great uh, perspective of what's going on up in yancey county uh he had tweeted out several times yesterday some flurries falling and uh if i'm not mistaken you can correct me if i'm wrong but i think the high temperature yesterday was like 26 at his place so i mean that's cold <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah there you we go ask and you shall receive <laughs> live commenting thanks for watching on youtube tonight um Man, you know, I'm just getting into pumpkin spice. I'm always, I'm not, I'm not like the, uh, the stores, right? Like Target's already moved on to Christmas. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm still, I'm still just arriving at pumpkin spice. I mean, so we haven't not... even got to Halloween yet. So, you know, no, I mean, right? I feel like, I feel like it's okay. I guess so. Speaking guess so. of, uh, things going on, Appalachian State, right? 22, uh, is, is what he said the high was yesterday. Uh, speaking of, Appalachian State playing up in Boone tonight. It's halftime. And uh, Christian Morgan, if you go on Christian's Facebook page, you can see him all bundled up there. He's probably setting, like, uh, in this well, camera view, we can see where yeah. he's setting at right now. So, this is uh, a live look at the stadium via Weatherstem. Yeah. Yeah. What's the score, it's, Scotty? 14 to 7. Appalachian's getting beat right now at halftime. But uh, it's still, still, still early. It's still early. We got another half to go. So. It's a cold night up there. I mean, that's some brave folks up there. You know, it's it's a cold night up in Boone. I love those weather stem cameras. If we haven't said that lately, I love the weather stem cameras. Everybody Shame loves the weather stem cameras. They're right? great, right? Even football fans because they got all them on the uh, the stadiums there. I think they even have one. Don't they have one now in Yankee Stadium? If you're into, I think know, so. Playoff baseball. And if you follow them on Twitter. And yeah. each each of these has a Twitter site. It'll right. give you an update, like if they score a touchdown or a field goal or whatever. Yeah, yeah. All yeah, I follow cool. that. I follow the uh, the Panthers and the Appalachian State one on Twitter, just, and it'll yeah, pop up. Yeah, here's the Panthers camera. You know, the Panthers camera is also good for the concerts. I saw Billy Joel here at the concert, uh, and I could literally yeah. see myself sitting in nosebleed. <laughs> I was like, oh, there I am. I think it's the best background Weatherstone has right now is the background of, of the Charlotte skyline. So. Charlotte skyline. Yeah, I mean, I think what I heard you say is your favorite skyline. So I, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, I appreciate that very much. Uh, speaking of Charlotte, uh, we're going to bring in a special piece here from WCNC in Charlotte. We, we like to feature from time to time, and we appreciate that they let us do this. Uh, their Weather IQ educational segments that air on television on, on Wednesdays and have a YouTube channel of their own. But as you guys know, outside of fall leaves outside of cold temperatures uh this year has been a big headline maker for the amount of earthquakes that south carolina has been seeing especially in the columbia area epicenter is that elgin area right and and the the usgs has has issued that alert that says more earthquakes could happen at any time and that all although earthquakes are not impossible in the Carolinas, and they're not even technically unusual in the Carolinas. What is unusual is the number 
of earthquakes that has been happening in the Carolinas this year. So KJ Jacobs, meteorologist WCNC Charlotte, explains the science behind how earthquakes happen and work here in the Carolinas. Earthquake is intense shaking of the ground caused by sudden movements under the Earth's surface. A South Carolina geologist, Scott Howard, says there's one reason why the Carolinas should take earthquakes seriously. Charleston, 1886. Literally, that's that's the reason why. It's possible. It's possible even in what's called a seismically quiet area for a huge earthquake to occur. Tectonic plates are always in motion. Howard explains over time, friction builds up in fault zones. Once a section of the crust breaks, pent-up pressure releases as seismic waves. Eventually, you get to the point where a, a material rock can't take it anymore, and as a result, fails. And now, whether that's along a pre-existing fault plane, which is usually the case, or it creates a new fault plane. Some quakes are caused by humans, known as induced quakes, from tunnel construction and fracking projects. Uh, if you're squeezing these rocks anyway, and there's fluid there, and the more you deform those rocks and squeeze them, the tighter the rocks get, but the fluid doesn't change, it actually reduces the effect of stress in the principal direction and allows shearing to take off more easily. And that's what's causing those earthquakes. On average, South Carolina experiences 10 to 20 earthquakes per year, according to the U.S. Geological Survey. Here in the East Coast, we have no plate contacts. In other words, we're within a plate. And so these in Earthquakes are referred to as intraplate earthquakes occurring within the plate. Uh, the causes of them are not quite so straightforward. Nearly 90% of the world's earthquakes occur on the edges of the Pacific Ocean, known as the Ring of Fire. When it comes to earthquakes, drop, cover, and hold on. Take cover under a desk, a table, or a bed. Stay away from windows and glass and any furniture, for that matter, that could fall over. With this Weather IQ, I'm meteorologist KJ Jacobs. And we appreciate WCNC Charlotte letting us share that Weather IQ with you. You can find them on WCNC Charlotte Television in the Charlotte area on Wednesdays or on their YouTube channel. Uh, let's bring back in Scotty and Frank us. Uh, Frank, there's a there's a drill tomorrow, right? For everyone to kind of get their mindset, practice their safety measures. Tell us about the drill. Sure is. It's the the Great Southeast Shakeout, and uh, it's at 10:20 a.m. tomorrow. And uh, a lot of people are participating. There's uh, you can sign up on the website uh, to say that you're participating. Shakeout.org Shakeout.org/southeast is where you'd go for that. And uh, it's actually pretty easy to participate. Uh, when at 10:20 a.m., you climb under a sturdy piece of furniture as though uh, an earthquake were actually happening. Um, you drop, you cover, and you hold on to that sturdy piece of furniture. Yeah, I was and surprised this week to learn, Frank, that you're not supposed to go in a door jam. Like apparently, that's an urban myth. Uh, yes, well, I think it was at one time thought to be a good thing to do, but uh, recent science has shown that it's not. Interesting. See, I didn't know that until this week. So uh, we can see here in the video, this will be, uh, I think you said 1020 a.m. on Thursday, right? That's correct. So wherever you are, work, school, practice, think about where you would go. You know, we, we practice fire drills, we hopefully practice tornado drills. Earthquakes are another uh, a threat. Um, you know, if you're driving your car, what might you do 
uh, I've been in a, in a situation where I've been driving my car and I run into a tornado warning polygon, right? So what do you do in that situation? Again, now we're practicing earthquake safety. Frank, have you experienced any of the Elgin-based earthquakes? Have you felt any of those in Columbia? Yes, I did. I felt two of them. I can't remember the date, but it was the day that we had the, a 3.5 and a 3.6 yeah. in the same day. And uh, I was at work for the first one and my desk shook for five, six seconds. And by the time I realized, oh, it's an earthquake. <laughs> it was over and uh, kind of the same thing happened at home with the second one it was about seven in the evening and i was just cooking dinner and i just heard this weird roar and felt a little shaking for a few seconds and again by the time i thought it realized what was happening it was over frank uh, like james said earlier you know it's, it seems like the the epicenter all around the elgin area which is close to columbia uh, I imagine this kind of a topic amongst the people that live in, in your area. I mean, do you hear about it often, you know, like when, when these things happen or I don't want to say it's like um, PTSD, but I'm sure it has people talking and maybe not on the edge, but at least heightens their concern a little bit. Yes, indeed. Uh, people are have been talking about it uh, and are a little bit concerned. Uh, you know, we don't see a, a lot of earthquake activity in South Carolina, even though it's one of the most active uh, states. So I guess it's the act, most active state seismically east of the Mississippi. Uh, I think it's just that a lot of people don't realize how seismically active South Carolina can be. And uh, the earthquake swarm uh, close to Elgin, uh, which started last December, I guess, uh, kind of demonstrates that, you know, you can get earthquakes in South Carolina. and. Uh, they're not just little ones that hardly anybody noticed. They, they can be significant earthquakes that, that you'll feel. And it is important to realize that some more significant earthquakes have, have happened in our past. And we've, we've had the, uh, you heard the mention a few minutes ago of the 7.3 uh, earthquake uh, that hit Charleston in 1886. Uh, of course, that's, that's an estimate, but I think it's a pretty good one. But assuming that's correct, uh, that would be in the top 10 for California. So uh, some significant earthquakes can happen in South Carolina, and it's important that uh, the people of South Carolina are prepared for those kind of uh, kind of disasters because they can happen. Yeah, and, and North Carolina, don't forget, you two also prone to earthquakes. Um, in fact, back in August of 2020, we had a 5.1 magnitude earthquake in Sparta up in Allegheny County on uh, August, early Sunday, August morning, and uh, you can see some of the damage there. We did a, a live report from up there, and um you can see the big cracks in the roads there was some damage to that home earlier you can kind of see the chimney knocked down so you know uh it, it can happen anywhere so it's it's great to be prepared and to participate in the great shakeout uh definitely something that uh you know we always think about tornadoes and flash flooding and hurricanes around here but earthquakes as well also a thing that we have to consider and, and you know practice for here in the carolinas yeah i've never been in an earthquake I'm not really sure what's on my bucket list, and uh, it, is, it is a good reminder. As, as you mentioned, Scotty, in the list of anxieties we all probably have in today's day, to think that earthquakes has to be on there, I guess, is an unfortunate reality. So participate in the ShakeOut Thursday at 1020 a.m., or if you're listening to this after the fact and you missed it, there's no harm in practicing it later. You don't right. necessarily have to crawl under the table at work. Just find the table. Just know what to do. Yeah. Right. Exactly. 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 Just know what to do. And, and, you know, that, that's how you, that's the first step to surviving a disaster and, and, or at least coming out of it in better shape than you would have otherwise. It's just knowing the right thing to do, the right way to react 
beforehand so that you don't have to say, okay, it's happening. What do I do? You, you just do what you're supposed to do. And you know, those, those, um, kind of safety bags that we tell you about those emergency bags, they can be utilized in an earthquake as well. Not only hurricanes or tropical storms or tornadoes, just know where that safety bag is, you know, the materials that you need to put inside of it. You know, those are useful for any major uh, weather uh, event. So you can use them for earthquakes too. So know where that's at, know where to go. You know, my dog, Make if you have pets, you know, you want to make sure that you have a crate nearby as well if, if you need to uh, to put your pet in there. So, I, you know, you don't have to get under a table tomorrow, but at least have in your mind, where would I go if, if I did feel that shaking? And I promise you, school systems, uh, I would say in South Carolina, North Carolina, be participating in this. So if you have any kids that are going to school, they'll probably tell you tomorrow afternoon, hey, guess what? We did an earthquake drill today, you know, and that that's great because uh, the earlier we can get kids to prepare for disasters like this, the more it's going to be in their mindset of what to do if something actually does happen. And if you do happen to snap a photo of yourself, we'll see it. Send it to yeah. us at Carolina WX Group on Twitter. You know, we practice safe place selfies for severe weather. Why not for earthquake? All right, I'm going to change the music up now. I'm going to try to find something nice and peppy because Scotty is very excited <laughs> for this for this next topic, as is Brian David watching on Facebook. And so many of you, Scotty, your favorite headline of the week, man. I think the whole weather enterprise in general is just like super stoked that there's talks that Twister 2 or whatever you want to call it is, uh, is going to be happening. Of the yeah, the return of the Twister <laughs> is going to be happening maybe as early as next year. So it's been 26 years. You know, I, I don't know about uh, James, you and Frank, but Twister was a big thing that really got me interested in weather when I was a little kid. I was like, man, I want to go do that. And, you know, as we've talked to numerous guests on our show throughout the mm -hmm. podcast, they've always mentioned this movie like, hey, this movie really kind of kicked them into wanting to get into the weather career. So I think we're all excited about this. 1996. I do think it inspired a lot of people. As Scotty mentioned on this show, he tends to ask new time guests, what's their weather journey? What inspired them? So many of them answering this movie. Uh, I, I would go see it. I'm excited, but I'm probably less excited than others. Um, I don't know. The movie was okay for me. What I really remember, though, is the Universal ride. Oh, yeah, Orlando. yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sticks out in my brain. I always thought that was cutting edge and ahead of its time. I, I believe... I believe it's no longer around. I believe, I believe it's fancy technology of flying cows is no longer <laughs> impressive in the year 2022. But, I, but I'll watch, I, I'll watch a, a Dolly intercept again. I'll tell you this. I think that uh, this movie really um, put attention on tornadoes. And, you know, something sure. that you may hear about in the news, but you're like, oh, man. But I think it really brought attention to to just how tornadoes and the science of, of, of tornadoes uh, works. So, you know, that's great for the community. Like you, James, I will definitely watch it, but I'm not one of those that you want to watch it with because I'm always trying to pinpoint, well, that's not really accurate. That's not how it works. So I may gotta, not be the remove best. That. Just that's go right. in for I may, fun. <laughs> may not be the best at that, but I, I, I do, uh, do love watching Twister. I'll be honest with you, if I'm flipping through TV or whatever and that Twister's on, I may not watch the whole movie, but I'll at least watch a little bit of it before I put the chips. Frank, what's what really you? fun to do is when Twister's on somewhere, 
is to just jump on Twitter and and live tweet it with other meteorologists. That's it. There's That's always it. another meteorologist watching it too. That's right. It is. I mean, you look at you can look at weather Twitter, and if it's on, you're at least going to see two or three tweets about it. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's great. And I, I'll say this: it's more realistic, I think, than. Uh, Oh man, I can't remember the other movie that came out about tornadoes a couple Sharknado. years. Sharknado. Sharknado, but then there was another one where it was like <laughs> an F. I think they said it was like an EF six or EF seven, and you like seen the like the big Boeing jet flying through the air. I can't remember the name of the movie. I don't know. Uh, that sounds, that sounds about right. It sounds stupid yeah. enough to have been the name. Um, yeah. Do you think in today's age they're gonna have to get into new issues such as, and don't hate to tweet me, but like the crowding of the streets by chasers uh, into the storm someone answered Dan, Brian answered it's into the storm the movie I was referring to <laughs> uh, I don't know you follow storm chaser Nick if you follow storm chaser Nick on, on Twitter he's already put uh, chaser convergence on the Twitter poster twister 2 <laughs> so maybe maybe they do I don't know you know I'm sure uh, I feel like because of the movie which made storm chasing so popular and because of social media and live streaming, which has again boosted storm chasing into the the limelight. There are now aspects of it that we either didn't have in 96 or that are more apparent to us that I wonder if they'll try to tackle. I think, you know, a little bit of the bad with a lot of the good is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Uh, Over under two or three uh, news network helicopters in this next, uh, Twister too. <laughs> Do you think they like parody any big personalities? I wonder if Gary English still around. You know, he may yeah, make Gary another. <laughs> wasn't he? Yeah, it was Gary and uh, Mike Morgan. I think had a, a at least a voice uh, cameo appearance. So, so who's uh, this on the TV? Here? There's, there's. That's uh, was that Mike? I, I'm gonna I, go back to the trailer. Hang on, rewinding. Maybe. I think that I think that's Mike Morgan. And I know you I don't know. Hear- it's 1996. Uh, they don't look. They look a little no, different today. <laughs> if they and don't then, look any different today, then you got to scratch your head. And then yeah. you know, are, will they pay homage to Bill Paxton? You know, will Probably. he have some kind of? I'm sure they'll do something. Yeah. What you know? Um, they do the holograms. I was uh, just gonna say they're gonna do the whole Star Wars thing. Like he'll be in yeah. the movie anyway, even though he died in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other controversial topic. And of course, they'll be paying homage to uh, what, what's his character's name? Oh, Dusty. Phillips. Yeah, Dusty. Phillips Seymour. Yeah they'll, yeah, they'll do some sort of weird ritual before each day's chase to honor him. I'm sure that's uh, the way that'll happen. Maybe, maybe instead of the, the new thing being called Dorothy, maybe it'll be Dusty or something, you know? Maybe they'll... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I could, I could see like Bill Paxton appearing like they go and they grab an old VHS tape of some of their earlier chases and they put it in a VCR and they're kind of like looking, the characters are looking back like, okay, yeah, that's how we did. Well, this time we're going to do it differently. Like, I don't know, just like a, like a movie instead of a movie. Did you guys watch Hocus Pocus 2 by chance? I haven't. No, eh, this is relevant. I swear. So in Hocus Pocus 2, <laughs> there's a brief uh, cutaway where you see people watching Hocus Pocus 1. I can see that. Yeah. And so I'm thinking along those lines. I wonder I like if there's going to, I wonder if like, you know, like how the drive-in scene is. I wonder right. if like the Twister, yeah. Twister yeah. one maybe. What they did in Hocus Pocus is they didn't use like an obvious scene. So it wasn't like the witches watching the witches. But you, you, if you knew the movie, you knew it. All right. And you're like, oh yeah, I, I see what's happening here. Uh, NC, T 
TN High Country Weather. <laughs> North Carolina, Tennessee High Country Weather says we need Scotty in the movie. I'd watch that. That would be fun. I would, he I, also I mean, says I the Hocus turn, Pocus 2 is good. <laughs> I wouldn't turn it down. I want to know this, though. Is there going to be a yeah. uh, an antagonist like Jonas Jonas was in the first movie? Do you, Every do you movie needs an antagonist. Who do, you th- who do you think that could be? I mean, I have my thoughts, but I won't mention it here. <laughs> um, TV stations ripping video and not paying for it. That's the antagonist. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a big thing. Yeah, that's a big thing on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know. Let us know in the comments what you want to see out of a twist or two. And I, I fear that we'll be back to this topic before we get official dates and times and, and details. Like most things, I feel like it's this is not the first time we've had this conversation. No, no. And uh, I think that uh, I think I think we'll have to do a show on this once we figure out the all the details. Maybe we can okay. rope one of the producers or something. In yeah, coming on I think Spielberg's available. We'll just give him a call. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> We have Hello. Jim Cantori as a. Hello, Steve. <laughs> we have Jim on speed dial, so maybe Jim knows someone that Jim you know, Cantori knows Steven Spielberg. <laughs> that sounds like a fun universe I want to live in. Yeah, I like that. It's like that question, you're like, if you had three people to take to dinner with you, I mean, that would be a good start. I'm glad you went with that that game and not the other game. <laughs> oh. oh man! All right. Well, uh, next week on the Carolina Weather Group. We've been teasing this for a little while, and you can, in fact, get it on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Carolina Weather Group, uh, where you can unlock early access to shows by becoming a supporter, which does, in fact, just help keep the lights on around here. Uh, But we are going to be talking about NOAA supercomputers, patreon.com slash Carolina Weather Group, uh, early access to that, or weather permitting, it'll, it'll come out to our public channels next week. If you like the conversation of Storm Chasing and you can't wait for Twister 2, then don't forget to go backwards in our archive and check out our conversation with the guys developing the Outbreak Storm Chasing video game. I will bet money that we will be playing that game before Twister 2 ever comes out. Yes, I agree. It's a good bet. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That does it for this uh, edition of Let's Talk Carolina Weather, where we hop on live and just interact with you. If you want to see more of these, let us know in the comments. We enjoy them, and we hope you do as well. Also, if you like the music, give it a thumbs up in the comments. And if I see a bunch of thumbs down, then I'll just know no music next time. I like just the music. Around. You like it? I do. Put you in the right vibe. Reminds me of reminds me of uh, us watching the uh, the meteor shower. Yes. From back a couple of years ago. Well, you know, if you like nighttime space things, Artemis's upcoming launch events in November are in like 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., the middle of the night. So that would be, you could you could put some lo-fi beats onto that. Yeah. What you really needed when we were talking about Twister is to get uh, Van Halen's Into the Storm as the background music while we, we were talking. We can't about afford that. that. Uh, we definitely no, can't we afford can't. that. <laughs> On that note, find us out we had enough Patreon. We had enough Patreon supporters, maybe we could, but you know if you want to hear that, go ahead and throw us some support our way. Just a dollar. Just a dollar. Otherwise I'll have, you know, just to keep the lights on. Uh, I'm James Briarton in Charlotte, Scotty Powell in Morganton, Frank Strait in Columbia, and thanks to all you at home who joined us live. And if you're listening to our audio podcast, we appreciate you as well. And we'll hopefully catch you in an upcoming live edition of the show. 
on YouTube or Facebook. We'll leave you with this live picture of Uptown Charlotte, our favorite of the Weatherstead cameras. And we'll see you back here next week for an all-new edition of the Carolina Weather Group.